welcome to our first episode of the Prep Files podcast. You are joined by your hosts, Amy Dorrell and Tyrone Flinio. We are both current competitors and coaches within the fitness industry. Throughout our podcast, we will be discussing all things bodybuilding, our own journeys to stage, as well as answering a bunch of your Q&As with many special guests along the way. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the episode, get to know us, who we are and what we do. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I'm uh, still laughing at the fact that you've mispronounced my last name. I absolutely just went through it. That's right. Um, and, then, and you watched me laugh as you're doing it and then interrupted the intro. But anyways, hey, guys, everyone, welcome. Uh, my name is Ty- Tyrone Felino. I nearly mispronounced my own name there. And yeah, welcome to our first episode of the Prep Files podcast. So what we're going to do today is, like, we, like Amy said, we're just going to go through a bit of a, an intro of, of us, what we do, and what we hope to bring you guys with, with this podcast. So a bit of a background on me. I mean, I, uh, I've been coaching since 2013, or personal training slash coaching, whichever you want to call it. Uh, but in the, on the gym floor since 2013, um, and throughout that stage, I started off as a franchisee in Fitness First through... Uh, in Melbourne, then then I spent a couple of years in London, came back to Melbourne, uh, and then I've just pretty much spent most of my time at Enterprise Fitness since 2018. So many courses along the way. I mean, I've done courses with Charles Poliquin, obviously Enterprise courses, Clean Health, Precision Nutrition, Dan Garner. The list goes on. The list goes. The li- yeah, the list goes on. And then you know, there's. I mean, education is is is, is endless at the moment with you know between podcasts and. Instagram and I mean I mean Instagram and education are really I don't know if you can sometimes sometimes they can be used together but sometimes they can't be um, sometimes it's just a lot of fluff so yeah I mean I've been around for for a little bit now um, I mean you can see by my gray hairs I mean I actually shaved them off today so I am I am the old guy especially in this duo I am the old one with all the experience though yeah 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 old old and wise as as I like to say but been around a bit uh, going on ten uh, ten. 10 years now. Yeah, over 10 years now. And yeah, I've been training competitors since 2019, 20, 2020. But you didn't start off coaching competitors, that's right? No, no. It took me, uh, I didn't have a competitor until, what, seven years into coaching. And and to be honest, I, I it was one of the things where I kind of just fell in it accidentally. Before I had my first competitor, I had zero interest in competing i had zero interest in training competitor i was like i could not be bothered doing you know it just didn't appeal to me it was like oh the fake tan just like i had no idea what i was talking about mind mind you like i'd watched pumping iron a hundred times and you know my inspiration the first time to train was was sylvester stallone um i mean i remember seeing you ever want to be inspired to train watch rocky four and watch sylvester stallone take his robe off and you're like holy shit this guy's ripped you want that yeah and you watch that training montage but yeah i mean i fell into it accidentally um and since then it was one competitor and then another one and it's funny because my second competitor was throughout all the lockdowns we had so there was a lot of toing and froing and i mean shows getting cancelled and postponed and just a lot of uncertainty and it was a it was a never ending prep in, in reality for for that poor client. So yeah, it was one client, one competitor, then two competitors, and then it just like, I think after that second, it was like, yeah, I really enjoy this. I really, there's a lot here that I just 
I, I want to get better there's at. A, there's a lot that goes different. into it too because it's not just your normal gen pop, right? Like getting on stage is, is a whole nother world. I mean, changing someone's life, uh, you know, a gen pop, someone who's gen pop, changing their life, it's, it's cool and, you know, they still get so many, um, what would you say? I mean, so much love for it really, but it's it's a yeah it's a completely different world and um just I mean you know you know like from your own yeah you know, that's like like it's the next level I think it's yeah and I think having that deadline it's like there's an anxiety to it too oh, it's a thrill yeah 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 and it's the adrenaline rush and it's the planning and it's going you know and especially you know you and I are very very similar to the way we do it now it's oh okay we need to lose this much by in this in this period of time and this is the numbers and oh, 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 okay and it's it's very precise and i know you're uh, you know, a bit more precise than i am i'm a bit i like numbers i'm a bit more free yeah you'll be more numbers and i'm a bit more free flow so you know but there's still a, there's a, there's a thrill and it's like for me there's also a fear um i think the worst thing for me is uh, like uh, you think about gen pop client is a lot of the time there's tomorrow yeah you had a bad weekend let's just jump back on the horse and go again like you're competing you got no time to fuck around there's no odds like let's let's, let's just push it out a day like no the, the comp date's there for a reason exactly you had a bad weekend oh okay we're behind right this is what like we got to get a move on now so I mean, that's my story. That's that's what I I you know that's how I sort of fall into fell into it and how how I'm still into it really, I guess. And now you know I'm on I'm on my own sort of journey uh, personally. You know, I'll be competing in 2024 season A. So you'll be going through it yourself. Going through it myself. I mean, I, yeah, I've done a photo shoot and that was the first test. It was like I want to do a photo shoot first and see if I can really stick to stick to dieting and stick it out. And I did. I never really been good at dieting when I was younger. I was always the, I was the fat kid. I like food. We all love food. This is why we this is we why we do what food. we do. We like food. <laughs> yeah, we like food. So yeah, that's that's my journey. And as as everyone's going to find out, I mean, I think our podcasts come the start of next year are going to be uh, interesting. Let's just put it that way. Well, so this time next year we'll be like getting ready, or no, we'll be post comp this time next year. So. Man, it's over. This time next we'll year, done. I'll be I'll be sitting on a beach somewhere. I'll be a reverse sided out sitting on a beach somewhere. So you, and so you'll all be with us from from now to our comp day. So everyone will see the journey. Exactly, exactly, and they'll hear the audio just deteriorate as as we get closer to comp day. What about you, Amy? Yeah, so I think for me, um, I've always wanted to be a PT. Um, going through school, I was always interested and in wanting to be in the gym. So for me, straight out of school, like it just made sense to go straight into doing my Cert 3 and Cert 4, which is, I think, where everyone starts and then they realise how much they don't know once they've done their Cert 3 and Cert 4. So jumped into a gym straight after that. And I started very similar to you. I did a lot of group fitness classes. I think that's where a lot of people do start and then got more of an interest into doing the one-on-one PT and working with clients individually. So from there, I actually, it was lockdown and I remember just randomly applying for a job in a personal training studio in Melbourne and just out of the blue, 
why not? Let's just do it, see what happens. And then next thing you know, I'm moving to Melbourne. I'm working in a PT studio. Is that how it happened? As soon as lockdown finished. Yeah, yeah. I was literally had no plan on moving to Melbourne. And then I spoke to Mark and all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, um, you want the job? Because if you do, you can move. So for me, I was just sitting at home waiting for the borders to open just to move states. And the day that it did, pack the car and here we are and we haven't turned back since. So, yeah, basically for me, just getting into the one-on-one PT has always been a passion. I like working one-on-one with people. I didn't really enjoy having a group of 30 people running around a gym and, you know, see you later, get in, get out. So, yeah, it's just just not for me. So we started working in Melbourne at Enterprise Fitness. Absolutely love it. And I suppose my passion into competing started with competing myself um, for, you, for the listeners that don't know obviously Tyrone is my coach as well so he's um, did my prep to stage my first ever one so um, yeah from there I've always wanted to coach competitors but it didn't make sense unless I had competed myself and experienced as well so going through that obviously with yourself has really put me into a good position now to then take on clients as well I'm not saying that you need to compete to then become a coach but I do think it does help you become a better coach from there so yeah pushing into that comp space now I've um, done one season with girl, a few girls have had compete which they've done really well so from there I think once you get your first competitor it's sort of eases your mind a little bit going okay like I can do this now and then you can start to refine your skills and all the details that go into it. And then you can really start to, um, yeah, push your clients and get them on stage and, yeah, look amazing. It's pretty shit scary getting that first competitor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I was more nervous in the crowd myself being a coach than actually jumping on stage myself. Yeah, I remember my first one, I was just like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. What I have like, I got myself into? I'm like, I just said yes. And I don't know why. And I don't know. I, I know nothing about what I got to do. So your first season, your, your, uh, your clients were pretty successful. So you, you did pretty well your first season as, as a coach. Um, I mean, tell us, tell us about your first, what, I mean, I, I remember how the, the conversation went. The conversation went, I think it was, I think it was pretty easy. Hey, Amy, I think you should compete. Yeah. Okay. I, it was the, Let's do it. it was the hardest <laughs> convincing I ever had to do it. It was like, yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, what what made you say yes to that? I mean, because looking where you came from, I mean, if anyone stalks your Instagram, and that was we we couldn't find the videos of you squatting just the bar, crumbling under the Nothing. bar, and now you're squatting sixty kilos. What I mean, going from one, you've just, you've just you've just come to Melbourne, you've just got a new job. You've got a obviously you've got a fitness background. You're a gymnastics background. You've got a gymnastics background as well, and then you've gone, yeah, let's compete. What made you say yes to that rather than being absolutely shit scared and running away? It's just the next level, right? It doesn't get any more extreme than that. I'm such a competitive person, which. Um, yeah you would know so for me I was like why not it almost seemed impossible and that's what was exciting it was like I don't really know if I can do this but all right let's give it a shot and see see what happens so the competitive side of for me was the most enticing and you know as personal trainers 
like pretty much all personal trainers, we always like to do the extremes, right? We always just like to go, yeah, why not? Let's just give it a go and see what happens. Competing was just the icing on the cake, really. It was like, well, why not? Let's do it. And you did two shows? Yeah, two shows. We did the winter show here in Melbourne and then use that as a bit of a warm-up just to see um, what it was like and then really dialed it in for the, the show afterwards, which I would definitely recommend doing two shows if you are competing. That was a massive warm-up compared to how long that second show was. That was a big day. Oh, it was huge. They're long now. Like I think I got home at about 12.30 or 1 a.m., yeah. something ridiculous. And It was a long day. First show you competed in sport, second show you did sports and bikini, and next you'll be competing in? Well, competing in fitness is the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. So we'll, we'll see how we um, look. 2024 is is where it's at. Um, but, again, for me competing, I've done it once now, so now the second time is really about levelling it up. Like I'm not going to jump on stage if – I'm going to look the same. You are building your body in that off season. So it's now where all the hard work is done. And for me now, it's not just about getting on stage and, you know, seeing if I can do it. I've done it. I know I can. It's about looking better and coming back and beating the last version of me. I had the same conversation with a client this morning who had already been on stage. And I said, you've done it. And they wanted to do season A next year. And I said, she said to me she had a holiday booked in January for two weeks and by the time she got back it would be 12 weeks to go now she's already within about 10% of 10% of stage weight already so she has no issue with that but I said she said what when do you think I should compete and I said season B next year she goes why I said because the stage is not going anywhere you got up it's always going to be there you got up you've done it you got up you did it right and you did, you know, you looked great. Now you just need to really just take some time and focus. And she said, oh, but the clock's ticking. I said, the clock's not ticking for anyone. Like the clock is ticking, but you're in a so much better position than anybody else at your age. And most people that are, you know, even younger than you, just take the time, really build, take that two weeks in holiday and actually enjoy yourself rather than having to stress about come back and being straight within prep. Definitely. Well, it's like yourself and me, right? Like we've been in the industry for so many years now. And the first thing we did wasn't, I'm going to get into fitness. I want to jump on stage. We've got a background of training and still we spend have spent time building. And it's not that we are just like, oh, let's just get on stage and let's just do it. It's like, no, like, why do you want to jump on stage? Do you want to look the best version of you or you just want to do it to for the glitz and the glam? Just... Does it make any sense? That's why I'm still small. <laughs> I haven't competed yet. <laughs> no. We'd be growing. <laughs> oh, man, I've been I've been growing for years. The problem is that I've been dieting too much. But, yeah, I mean, and, like, that's the thing. And even though you and I, like, I did my photo shoot in April last year and I, I, I decided I could have done this year and I could have done season B this year, but I, I chose not to because, obviously, one, I've got three kids and one of them is under one. So I've got three, three under four now. Yeah, four, three, and under one. So sure. I was like, yeah, 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 sure. I don't know. I'm sleep deprived today, so I, I don't know. But definitely, yeah, I, I decided to take that time and go, okay, I need. there's a few things I need to get aligned uh, in my in my personal life. And I think that's something that people need, really need to look at and go as well. It's like, 
when you compete, you need to have as many ducks in a row as possible. It's not a just on the whimsical goal. I'm not just, you're not just going to, it's it's not like it used to be. I remember when I first started in the industry in 2013, and I even, yeah, even look at some of the competitors that Mark used to train and, you know, some of the old guys at Enterprise used to train. And it's the, the competitive the level. Scene is, yeah, the level and the competitive scene has changed so much that the majority of time that people do come in and say it to us and go, you know, either I want to do it in 12 or 16 weeks. And unless you've got a really good base and you're pretty relative and you're relatively lean as it is, the answer is no. Because 100%. the quality that is getting up on stage these days is phenomenal and the the conditioning is incredible. Even between it's your changed. show, yep. Like even between your show last year in October, where you know the look that the judges were looking for in your category compared to the last show that we went to, you know, in May, it's it changed. It changed. And I think it's it's the it, level of competition, it's not just like a dieting competition now. Correct. Like, People are spending years to build this physique and show it on stage, which is the way it should be. Like bodybuilding is meant to be something that's not just done by everyone. It's meant to be that, you know, you've spent time building and cutting down. It's not just, oh, everyone can do it. Always wears, you know, this takes the fun out of it a little bit. Yeah. And I think I think you put it 100% correct where it's not just a diet competition anymore. It's the X frame and, you know, the V taper and they all need to be, they're all important. You know, you can't just get up on stage and be lean or skinny anymore and not full and not have, you know, as a female bikini competitor, you can't get up anymore and not have capped outs. Oh, no, it's like, you've got no, no chance there now. Yeah. And, you know, unless you've got that X frame and you've got, you know, those you know, great glutes and, and pretty much most of the time you're going to need that glute hand tie in. It's, you know, you're doing yourself. Well, it's a, bo- a bodybuilding, like it's bodybuilding, right? So people come in and it's like you've actually got to spend time building this body. Yeah, and that's it. And unless, and unless you you have been spending some good time building it and you're in proportion, then those short preps really aren't where it's at anymore. And I think people need to really be looking long term. I mean, well, how long was my prep? Like my prep, we went for doing the two shows. It was almost thirty weeks. So when you put that in perspective, like it's six to seven months of your your your, your prep. What did we start in? We started in January twenty twenty two, December. No, yeah, December, November. Yeah, because we had the two shows. So it was I remember it being pretty much bang on thirty weeks, um, of dieting before, well, between my start of my prep to my second show. Yeah, because then we spent twelve. It was twelve weeks in between your shows, and then we spent. It was pretty much at the end of that first show. It was okay. We knew what we needed to do. It was like, all right, let's just get peeled, and we did. Like you did. Like Ooh, we did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit too much, but I mean, I mean, it's like I said to you. I, I, I will, and and I say this to a lot of clients. I'll never apologize for trying to get them too lean. No, definitely. I, not. I would rather them come in too conditioned than than underconditioned, and and looking, yeah, you know, having that client look look next to them and look at all the, all the other you know, men and women on stage and go, oh, shit, I should have died a bit harder. I think that's that's probably what could be the worst feeling. 
Oh, 100%. And like as a coach and a competitor, like that's, I don't know about everyone else, but for me, like if my feedback is, oh, you were too conditioned, okay, cool, we can fix that. If it was, oh, you're too soft, it's like, well, okay, maybe I should have pushed harder. So Mm. even as the competitor, getting feedback that, you know, you were too conditioned isn't, isn't the worst thing, right? You've got something to work on there. Well, I mean, that's it. And and if anything, being too conditioned, you can really bring out, you know, I think it's a lot easier to hide any imbalances that you may have with your posing uh, when you are too conditioned compared to if you're a bit soft. It's like if you're soft, you're soft. You can't make yourself look leaner. Um, I know they're, you know, the the promoters of A and B said they they they're happy to take a, a fuller, bigger physique with a little bit of softness. And I was explaining that this morning. It's like, but at the same time, don't take that as you can come in soft. You still need to be pretty conditioned. It's just the difference between bigger and almost shredded glutes for a male and you know shredded glutes and not as big. I think that's going to be the difference. For me as well, like coming in that conditioned, it gave us a great base to build. Because it was like, okay, now we can really see, you know, where you've got your muscle mass and where we really need to improve. So, yeah, for me, like it was the perfect, okay, I've done my first show. And like your first show, you can't have the expectation of, you know, you're going to take it out and my first show is going to be my best show. Like your first show, it's it's your first show. It's like your first time you do anything. There's always going to need improvements and you're always going to have to go back and work harder to get better at what you do. You're right. And I think, I do think that, you know, winning your first show can sometimes be the worst thing. It's boring. It's boring, but yeah, exactly. You lose that hunger and you lose that drive to do it again. Like coming second, third, even like, you know, not even placing in your first show, it gives you more drive to go, all right, now I know where I'm at and what I need to do to improve. Which is, uh, yeah, it's heavily important. I mean, so I think I think that's it, right? It's it's now about approaching these shows as a bodybuilding contest and a bodybuilding competition rather than an extreme fat loss and dieting competition. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much. I mean at the moment for you, you're we're both what about? I'm about forty one weeks out. You're roughly about the same. Obviously, your dates haven't been released yet. I'll I'm probably at. We're looking at uh 13th and 14th of april so for me it'll be that icn show which i think what makes you want what what makes you want to compete i think it's a self-drive to be i think it's i want to see how far i can take myself i did the photo shoot because it was the leanest i'd ever been and this is like i'm going to be i'll open up and guess like it, it is i have that fat kid sits on my shoulder i never want to be like that again you can't do it. No, you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that forever of being told that I can't do it or you know, not being able to do it now. It's just I know what I'm doing. And and, and that's and a lot of that's what really got me into the industry as well. I mean, being the fat kid and people knew me and then I lost a lot of weight before I was before I was a PT. And then everyone going, Oh, how did you do that? Oh, oh, can you tell me your tips, etc.? And I mean that was horrible advice I used to give back then. I mean, if I could go back and give refunds to a lot of my clients when I first started, I would. I'm so sorry. 
clients, all clients, if you're listening to me from like 2013, 2014, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm better now. <laughs> I swear I'm better now. Yeah, the industry is better now. But in saying that, yeah, it's for me to get up on stage, it's, I think I just need to prove it to myself. And it's stepping out of my comfort zone. I mean, not that being in my underwear at Port Melbourne Beach with uh, baby oil and fake tan on wasn't stepping out of my comfort zone. That's very much stepping out of your comfort zone, especially when you've in got public. people walking by, yeah, walking their dog and you're on At least grass. in the bodybuilding show, you've got other people around you doing the same thing. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit more, it is a bit more comforting. It is a bit more comforting. I, I think as well, like now that I've done that photo shoot, it's like it's the next step. It's like, okay, that was good. But we can do better. I can do better. And, you know, I, I was about 81 kilos that week. Um, I think I may have hit 80. I think I may have hit 80 when I did the photo shoot. And I was probably, I would say now, three to four kilos off stage weight. Yeah. So even... Yeah, 76 to 77 kilos. I reckon I could have got on stage at the time. And I'm sitting about 88 at the... Actually, is 87 yesterday, 88 this morning. So I'm sitting about 88 kilos and I'm 41 weeks out and I got measured up last at... I think I was 11% of the calipers last week. So you had a good starting which point. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good starting point. I mean, and we've been... I I spent... The time off from my, you know, the time off from that, um, from my photo shoot, I did. I mean, I, I had another couple of coaches. Uh, I focused on getting strong. I set some deadlift uh, PBs. I set some squat PBs. So it always ha- hasn't always been that just body composition. No, I've had no, I've had stints where I'm like, I just like lifting numbers, and there's been, yeah, there's there's some times when it's just like, I like lifting a one rep. And I think it's when I think I think it's when you you generally feel weak. And you know what it's like in that back end when you're dieting. And it's just, oh, like you're like, I really don't want to train today. You tell yourself, you tell yourself every reason under the sun. Yeah. I don't need to train yeah. today. It's fine. We don't need to train. That's the fun yeah. part, and right? I'll never forget there was one time when I did my photo shoot and and like people are looking at me, people are listening to this and go, oh, you just did a photo shoot. I mean, I died it hard for that shoot. I and remember. You, you saw firsthand. I died it hard. I think I spent, I spent a few, I reckon nearly three months on about 1,500 cows. Yeah, that's when I first started working. I think it was the first, within the first couple of months that I had sort of met you and started really working with you. Like, oh, this guy, he doesn't, he's not taking anything. Yeah, he's like, what a dick. What a dick. Um, <laughs> Ari said, Ari said the same thing because he started and we did not get along. And he's like, oh, this guy's grumpy as. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what, um, what coach have I, uh, what coach have I put here for myself? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I died at heart. And I remember it was this one time I was riding, I was on the motorbike, I was on the way to the gym, I'd finished work, normal routine. And I remember riding and I'm like, I can't train today. I can't train. I'm so tired. And it was just going through everything. It's like, just go in, just. We'll just do one set. We'll do half the workout. Just dragging your feet in we'll the do, door. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do half it. It's fine. And then I literally rode past one one street to get home, and then the next one, and then the next one, and it was the last one I rode past. And I was like, oh, I might as well go now. 
<laughs> and that's all it was. That's all it was. It was just, I talked to myself for so long that I'd end up just making it to the gym and going, oh, all right, I'm here. I'm here Let's now. just You kind of just black out for a minute. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing it. It's like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at your weights and you go, oh, I've got to lift that. Okay. Did I really do that last week? Why? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's um, very like similar for me in terms of body composition wise as well. Like I'd never, I'd always been fit and I'd always been um, quite athletic, but I never had that next level look. You know, you're fit, you can do a lot of things. Being a gymnast, you know, you're, you're in pretty good condition, but it was just like that next level. I've never had body composition goals. And I was like, all right, let's, you know, change away from the performance um, side of things and let's go more into the body composition um, side and really just see what you can do. It's really interesting. Like you don't realize, you know, how much muscle you have and, you know, what your body is really, really capable capable of or what it actually looks like until you really get into those like deep dieting phases and things start to pop that you didn't know you had and you're like, oh, there's a delt, there's a vein. Or, wow. Or you, or you find out how much lean mass you really don't have. Yeah. That was more. That was more me. I was like, oh, I've got a decent amount of mass, you know. I've got a training background, diet down, and you realize, oh, okay, um, yeah, there's not actually what I thought there was there. Yeah, and I think, I think, look, even if people don't compete, I think it's important that at, at some point you need to diet down lean enough to probably see some abs, so you can have a bit of reality check. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was like, I got that you know, with my last coach and he was like, yeah, you're not big enough for physique, probably fitness. And I was like, oh, you asshole. <laughs> how, how dare you say that about me? <laughs> I will get big. You know what? I will get bigger and I will compete in physique. And 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 that's what drives me a lot. That's what drives me personally a lot. And, and I know you too, it's that competitive edge that, I mean, really what keeps us, keeps us doing this. And, but yeah, I going back on, I think, you know, there's there's generally a lot of misconception with people that have been dieting or, or, or training for an extended period of time like and just have those a significant amount of body fat and going, yeah, I could compete. I've it's got like, muscle there. Well yeah, I've got I've got muscle there. It's like one, you don't have as much as you probably think you do. And then two, however much you you, you know body fat you think you need to lose, like lose another twenty percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, like minus another five kilos off that at least. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely where it comes from. And everybody's uh, for- different, right? So like some people, they'll have abs at, you know, their highest weight they've ever been. Some people have to get down to, like myself, I have to get down to like 46 kilos to even see an inch of ab- abs there. So everyone's how, so different. How annoying those people that have abs. I know. Like- and it's like, yeah, your clients. <laughs> You get those clients. It's great. Oh, I was well, I was much the same. I think I I had to get down to about I think I was seven percent on the calipers until my abs started to pop. Yeah, uh, definitely sub ten. So, but this time, and actually, that that was what I was going to say before. Where um, the other instance where I think that that dieting where we've spoken about it is, I think dieting once and getting that lean once, it then becomes a bit easier the second time. Yeah. Because if I look at it now, you know, let's say my abs are a lot more uh, a lot more prominent now at a higher body fat than I, you know, than I had to get to before. And I'm I'm getting leaner a lot easier this time than I was last time. Yeah. 
I think just having that base of like, you know, what lean looks like as well, even like physically, of course, but mentally as well, like having gone through a dieting phase before you go through a comp, it kind of sets you up for what to expect. Like if you've never dieted before and you're entering in a comp prep because you want to get to that condition and you feel like that having that goal there is what's going to help you get the body that you want, you're in for a bit of a rude shock. I think that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's, you know what? We'll save that. That's another episode. Let's save that one. Uh, I think, I think using a comp as a goal to get the body composition that you've always dreamed a whole of. Another topic. Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. We can touch on that. That's all we're going to do for today. That's going to wrap it up. You can find us prep files podcast Instagram page, which is at, the prep files podcast uh that's on instagram amy where can everybody find you so you can find me on instagram at amy dorrell you can also find me down at enterprise fitness great perfect that's exactly where you'll find me as well i spend a lot of time at uh, enterprise fitness that's 381 swan street richmond uh in melbourne and you can also find me at coach underscore felino on instagram so that's felino not felinio or felonio like amy said i can't remember now Stay tuned, guys. We'll be back again with our next episode. If you love what you're hearing, give us a five-star review. Leave a rating. If you want as well, send us through some questions uh, that you want us to answer on our Instagram page. We'll be answering Q&As in the coming episodes. Thanks, guys. Have a great We'll see you soon. See you, Amy. See you later. Bye.